The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a 26-year-old guy living in Tel Aviv, post-military college graduate, and his father was a very wealthy man. He was a successful contractor. The Jewish family, just not religious. And one day, this guy, 26-year-old, he has his whole life ahead of him. He gets on his motorcycle and he's driving down the streets of Tel Aviv. And as he's driving, he sees a store and he figures he'll quickly run into the store and buy himself a drink. As he's walking towards the store, a religious man approaches him and he gives him a flyer. He looks at the flyer and it says on the flyer, the purpose of life. And he realizes it's a lecture that's being given by a rabbi in the community. And he said, you know, maybe I should go to the lecture. My mother always taught me that the purpose of life is to respect her and to treat her well. My father always told me the purpose of life is to make money. My friends told me the purpose of life is to have a good time. Let's hear what the rabbi has to say. Why not? So he goes to the lecture and he listens to the rabbi and he was so enamored by everything the rabbi was saying. He was mesmerized, spellbound. He came up to the rabbi with so many questions afterwards. And the rabbi answered all his questions and slowly but surely he started to come to more lectures and ask more questions. The rabbi eventually welcomed him to come to his house for Shabbat. And this boy started to become more and more religious. He started wearing yarmulke, tzitzit. And one day he comes home and his father sees he's wearing a yarmulke and a tzitzit. He says, what happened to you? Don't tell me you're becoming religious. Don't become fanatic. The primitive, we, you know, we're successful, we don't need this. He says, dad, you don't understand. I'm happy. Religion is good. And he starts telling him no. And every time the boy tries to go to Yishul, to Davin, he says, what are you doing? You're ruining your life. And every time he wants to go to another lecture, the father again is against it. So the boy finally feels a need to speak up for himself. And he tells dad, you always taught us that the greatest gift that we have is free will. And as long as we don't hurt anybody and I'm doing what I have to do, so then there's nothing wrong with that which my heart desires. So this is what my heart desires. I want to be religious. I want to come close to Hashem in any way. It's making me a better person. It's going to help me become a better father, a better husband, a better son. I'm going to treat you better. I'm going to respect you more. So the father said, okay, fine, I'll leave you alone. You can go to shul. And finally, the boy went to shul and he continued to learn with the rabbi. One day, he's coming to the synagogue and he's about to open the door. He's going to go to another lecture and the girl approaches him a little bit younger than him and she says, excuse me, but I heard there's a lecture here. He says, yes, you'll love it. I, st- I started coming here not too long ago myself. And he starts talking to her about the rabbi and they come to the lecture and she was as well very impressed with the rabbi. And after the lecture, they started to discuss what the rabbi was talking about. And one thing led to another. And before they knew it, they started to date. And they both are about Shuvah now. And they go on a few dates. And finally, the boy decides he wants to propose. But before he makes his final decision, and he will propose to this girl, he wants to get his father's blessing. So he goes to the father and he says, Abba, I want to marry this girl. It's a very good girl, very good family. But I just want to get your permission. I want to get your blessing. The father asks, first you have to tell me, what does her father do? What is his occupation? He says, I'd rather not answer that question. He says, no, I'm not going to give you my blessing until you don't tell me, what does her father do? Well, her father is unemployed. He doesn't have a job, no. So who supports him? He says, well, lately his daughter has been supporting him and I have been supporting him with your money. And he says, you've been supporting my money? What's going on over here? So he says, no, Abba, you don't understand. She's such a good girl, such a good family. And he keeps nudging his father. And eventually his father finally gives in. And he says, okay, fine. I'm willing to meet her father. And he comes, sits down with the father, and he says, look, I'll be very straight up with you. And he says, I don't want you and I don't want your daughter, but my son really likes your daughter, and we're going to do as he wishes. We're going to have a wedding. 
But I don't want to feel like I was taken advantage of. The wedding, I have to impress my friends, I have to impress my relatives. It's going to be a very expensive wedding. So I'm going to pay most of it, but you just pay 10%. He says, what does 10% mean? He says, $10,000. This guy hasn't seen $10,000 for the past two years. So he says, okay, as a good father, I'm going to commit myself to raise the $10,000. And he goes around to all his friends, taking loans, borrowing money, raising $10,000. And finally, right before the wedding, help comes along, he has all the money ready. And he comes to the wedding and is so excited, he's now able to marry off his daughter, and the Khatan is happy, the Kala is happy, and they go down to Chupa, and everyone's so excited for him, and the music starts going, and everyone's dancing in the circle. And as the father of the girl is dancing, he starts getting very hot. And in his pocket was a $10,000 envelope. And he, put, you know, he takes off his jacket, and he puts it on the chair, and he goes back to dancing. And finally, by the final dance, he finally goes back to his seat, he puts on his jacket, puts his hand back into his pocket, and the money is not there. So he goes around, excuse me, but did you see the $10,000 was an envelope? Nobody knows what he's talking about. We're sorry, we didn't see. And then the father of the groom comes, and he says, where is it? Payday, time to pay up. Where's the money? He says, I, you don't understand, I raised money, $10,000. I just finally got it together. I put it in my pocket, I put it down, I came back, it's not there anymore. Maybe somewhere we have to find out, we have to ask. He says, no, what are you telling me? This baloney stories. You and your stories, I don't believe you. I knew I shouldn't trust you. You lied to me. What kind of family is this? Why are we marrying into you? And he made a big deal. And then he broke out into a big argument. And of course, when the husband starts to fight, then the wives start to join. And when the wives start to join, then the kids start to join. When the kids join, then the, the friends start to join. It becomes one big fight, the rich against the poor. And they don't know what to do. One big machloket, sinat chinam, baseless hatred, all the way. Finally, everyone goes home. The newlywed is broken. This was the day they've been waiting for. And in the end, it didn't work out the way they expected. And for a whole year, both sides of the family did not talk to each other. A whole year later, the wife turns to her husband and says, this is crazy. Enough is enough. We have to somehow figure out a way. Maybe, maybe a rabbi could speak to your father and convince him. Convince him to make peace. He says, no, my father doesn't, doesn't listen to any rabbis. Maybe we could get him a friend, somebody he could respect. He says, no, he's not, he doesn't respect anyone but himself. He says, well, what should we do? And she comes up with an idea. We should invite both sides of the family to our house the same day. And we're going to play for them the video of the wedding. We never even once watched the video. We never bothered. Because we were so broken after the wedding. Maybe together now for the first time we could all watch the video together. And she, of course, invites her side. He invites his side. They come. Like, hey, what's going on? Why are they here? Why are they here? Why is the other side here? And he says, well, don't worry. Come sit down. And they play the video. And they were hoping that they're going to watch the video. They're going to see how they were dancing together. And they were so happy in the video together. And hopefully that's going to bring back good feelings, good vibes. And as they're watching the video, the father of the, the groom, of the, uh, the, the, the husband is watching and he says, look, what a beautiful chuppah. I paid for that chuppah. And look at the wedding hall, look at the chandeliers. I paid for the food, I paid for everything. And suddenly they see in the video how the, uh, the, the wife's father takes off his jacket. And he places his jacket onto the chair. And they said, ah, oh, let's see if it's, he's saying the truth. Let's see if the money is really in there. And everyone's watching the jacket. Everyone wants to see what happened to that money, the $10,000. And as they're watching and they see by the third dance already, the father of the, of, the, of, the, of the husband now is dancing inside the video. And he's dancing, he's dancing in circles with his friends. And then he breaks out of the circle. He comes up to the jacket, slips his hand into the pocket of the jacket that belonged to the father of the, of the girl. 
And he takes out the money and puts it into his jacket and walks away. Can you imagine how ashamed, how embarrassed he was in front of everybody that night? And everybody was there, and everybody witnessed how he stole all the money. How embarrassing, what a bushah. The story is really about all of us. The Gemara says this world is like a wedding hall. And one day we're going to come to Shemaim and Hashem is going to bring, invite his side of the family, the Malachim. He's going to invite our side of the family, the Avot, Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rav, Rachel, and Leah, the, the Imahot. He's going to invite our ancestors and they're all going to watch the video of our life. And Hashem is going to say, look, I gave you so much time in this world. What did you do with your time? What did you accomplish? And they're going to watch the video of your life. They're going to say, look, he stole some time over here. He stole another envelope. The envelope in the story is the time that Hashem gives us. He steals another Avera and another Avera. And more time and more time. Hashem says, I'm giving you so much time. What are you doing with your time? You're wasting it. But Hashem says, if you do Teshuvah, if you repent for all that wasted time, for all the things that you did that you were not supposed to be doing, I will forgive you. And we're going to cut out those moments within the video. And you don't have to face the embarrassment in the next world. But this doesn't just happen in the end of our lives. This happens every single year on Rosh Hashanah. They play a video of everything that we have done throughout the entire year. And Hashem is coming to Elul, and He's saying, this is it. This is your opportunity in Elul to do Teshuvah. So when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and we're going to watch your video, and we're going to see all that transpired throughout the year, all of your behavior, all the time that you're utilizing, you didn't utilize, all the things that you should have done, and you did, and you, we're going to see, we're going to see what you accomplished, and what you didn't accomplish in Bezad Hashem, if you do Teshuvah, and this is your opportunity to do Teshuvah, we're going to cut out all those moments within your year that were bad. And if you do it Be'ahavah with love, they're going to replace it with mitzvot. And Be'ezad Hashem, we're going to use up this time of this year as we're approaching Rosh Hashanah, these great and awesome days. And we're going to show Hashem how committed we are to Him, how sincere we are. They are prepared to do Teshuvah. They are willing to return to Him, even though it might be difficult. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.